Welcome to the Big Black Clock. If you want to spend the next hour listening to some banter and perhaps accidentally learn something new, then you are in the right place. Now, let's see what the guys have to say. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Black Fun. Oh, <laughs> the biggest, the blackest, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, today, it's our host, Dimitri, with... Another host, Carl, and the third person, Kevin. Welcome to PBS. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was say, it sounds like a midnight radio from exactly. like a, a university. <laughs> um, this episode we want to dedicate to uh, a general industry uh, changes and experiences with specific ADs. In particular, we want to touch on Rolex, which will be the, the brand that we will dedicate this episode to. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, we, we mentioned in the previous episode we we wanted to talk we wanted to talk about um, changes in the industry, increases in prices, uh, treatment of customers, uh, perhaps preferential treatment uh, of the customers by the AD, uh, changes in the strategy, innovation, and so on. Yeah, um, I, I think what we uh, last time we talked was about the when Bert Kreischer, the stand-up comic, was able to. Have any submariner you want just because he was a stand-up comic, right? Yeah. But the AD in Vegas they didn't know it was him, or he was famous, and right. you know, before leaving, he said like, "Oh, you know what? You don't have anything for me, so I'll go uh, find something else because I'm like fully booked for a week." I was like, "Oh, who are you?" Right? And pull out that like, and "Where is your shirt?" <laughs> <laughs> and where is your shirt? <laughs> Why is your penis out? <laughs> no, because he's always shirtless. That guy yeah, yeah. in the stand-ups. And um, also and very unhealthy, I think. If I he always do drink, he's always drinking beer. Non-stop. Liters of Kool Aids. That's the way he started his morning. Yeah, <laughs> if I remember again, that like a quick tangent there. He's gonna die like yes. in five years. Well, but he's. I think he's more conscious because I was listening to a podcast with him. He's like, I gotta stop this. This is not good. Yeah, but it's because his wife gave him an ultimatum. Tom Segura yeah. is his good friend, and Tom Segura a was a big guy, and he lost a lot of weight, yeah. and he was like, he he became like super healthy now. Yeah. So they were like, I think he was talking to I can't remember Joe Rogan or something. Maybe maybe it was Joe, and they were like, like we gotta do something with Bert. Yeah, because it's it's really. Overdrive. Also, Tim Segura, lately I saw like a, a, a snippet of one of his stand-up and he talks about when he went to the doctor and they did his blood work and the doctor was like, yeah, you have like a lot of muscle enzymes, like a lot, like it's too oh, yeah, much. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I'm strong. What, what do you want, right? Yeah. It was like, no, no, no. You have to understand like that's either you're like an Olympic athlete and uh, you're not <laughs> or you have a cocaine problem. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> and he goes, oh, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> athlete, but there was, a sh- there was a show on Netflix with Bert Kreischer, and he has like a different celebrity with him every yeah, week. It's like a, the chalet, right? In a in a cabin. Yeah, in the cabin. The is it a podcast or like an? No, no, it was video. a show on Netflix. Oh, right. Okay, and he's like Bobby Lee one episode. He is like, oh yeah, yeah, and then obviously it's all like um, Bobby Lee has a lot of mine. I've watched his. Uh, sorry, I watched his like podcast also on uh, YouTube. Oof. Which one? Him and his brother. Oh yeah, okay. Because his has, brother has a podcast. He, he has bad friends with with uh, uh, Santino. Okay, yeah. But uh, that one, he also has, he also has his own podcast with uh, Kalila. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kalila and is his girlfriend. Wife. Right? Yeah. But, well, wife Kalila, yeah, yeah. and then and then he has his other. Mm. Then his brother has a podcast. So he's often on. CB so, Weeby. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's. So but he. Crazy. But obviously, he had. A, he has a lot of. Yeah. Past there, but but in that show, Bert, Bert Kreischer talks a lot about rehab. And mm. a lot of the episodes will have, oh, we're going to do painting. or stri- Obviously, it's a comedy, mm. but all the thing is like rehab. Right? Yeah. yeah. And he says, uh, I, yeah, I think his, yeah, like he has a family and ultimatums were given. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. But he also said, I was watching these, like, I love drinking so much. I will do everything to make sure I can drink. Like, he's like, I'll just have enough so I can keep drinking. Oh. That, like that's like when there's strategy mean, behind it. He uses I mean, strategy. strategy. It's a strategy. Yeah. Um, I've seen a video when he's talking to Tom Segura and he pulls out like a water bottle, like a, like a gym it, bottle, it, it, and it's, it's Kool Aid. Jug. It's it's huge. a Kool Aid, and yeah. he just drinks. It's like, hey, what is that? He goes Kool Aid. He's like, no. Who has Kool Aid? <laughs> and he, yeah, he's like, yeah, try. He tries to cause, and he started like he starts dying. He's yeah. like, I can't believe you have Kool Aid. He's like, yeah. In, a, in, a, in, a, in like a gym bottle. Yeah, Everybody yeah, yeah. thinks I'm healthy. Kool Aid. But good for him. He's drinking water. I'm not. <laughs> it's, it's like two liters. It's huge. It, that's yeah. how we start every day. That's what he said in that podcast. It's nuts. Yeah, <clears throat> he's a great guy, but like he's funny. There's I also, don't know if he's great. <laughs> there was also uh, Chris Farley, right? Like, who was in Overdrive. So you gotta um, gotta stop that before it's too late. Bob Odenkirk talks about Chris Farley in his book, 
and he says talks about the last time he saw him he goes out we were at his bar and someone was offering us cocaine and he go and they shoot As him they, do. they shoot him off from the bar he goes then someone comes to me and goes hey chris is outside in the back and he goes they go out to the back and chris rolls down the the uh, window and the guy who was trying to sell us cocaine is in the limo <laughs> clearly been selling yeah. and doing cocaine with chris and he goes chris looked sweaty he, and he said he, said, he goes he looked like a pimple about the pop because oh, i like, could have sat there and yelled at him go back to rehab get out of here and he goes but uh, i'm sure he heard it a million times we all tried so i just looked at him and said no thanks and kind of said goodbye and he goes and i knew that that to me that was the last time i would see him and two weeks later he died jesus christ okay well uh, chris, chris was uh, a <laughs> on that <yeah>. note <laughs> on that note guys how are you doing how, how's <laughs> really good you know what what are you wearing this week kevin i'm putting on you <laughs> i'm wearing a stova marine original original yeah so that's a small second with the unitas 6498 um back on its original strap well this is the original strap this is very yeah. nice Actually, yeah. a very nice strap. A lot better quality than the one that I have from Laco. Yeah, it is a different um, price point, though. It, um, This one's about 1,900 euros. Okay, yeah, it's a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a bit more, yeah. So the that movement's one was, a little 15 bit more decorated. Or 16, uh, well, f it was 1,500, I think, I paid. Yeah, this was 1,500 yeah. 1800 euros. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it's uh, almost very nice. Yeah. You can see from, like, you can even see from here that, like, it's different quality. Yeah. So, Carlito. this one, I, I have a. I ordered a different strap for it. From Stoa also? No. I went with, um, God, I can't remember the brand. It's uh, Bugatti. No, not Deluxe, not from Singapore. North, North Face. I think it's called. North Fake. North Fake. <laughs> well, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> from Singapore, what is that? No, not from Singapore. That's Deluxe. The other one no. is, I think it's uh, Bulang and Sons. You guys are follow them? No. Bulang and Sons is, for any listeners out there, follow Bulang and Sons. They have. They put up um, used watches or vintage watches, and they some and it comes like three, four at a time every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. But they're like incredible finds. Uh, finds. Yeah, they'll, they'll, mm. oh, we have a Rolex Explorer. And if you have like, but I saw, for example, they had a they had a Rolex two tone GMT, the root beer, the original one, and I think it was like eleven grand U.S. Uh, uh, yeah. Let me go to US. So yes. it's a watch store, right? Kind of, but the Bulang. It's like a yes. broker. I, yeah. I think I found it. And they have great, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they have sometimes you go to watches, they have really yeah. nice. Uh, Last time I was on Mr. Jones watches, they have a vintage section. They sell yeah. vintage watches yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so on uh, <laughs> the same topic, I was looking for Zenith, I think one of the previous episodes. They have a whole section on the website that's like classics, right? And you yeah. can find like old Zenith watches. I don't know if I don't know if they're for sale. Like you have to go to the Zenith, uh, let's say, manufacturer there in Switzerland. Mm. But like they showcase a lot of really cool vintage watches from Zenith. I'm it's not a whole sure other part of the industry to get into vintage watches, I would say. Yeah. It's But who better to do it for your own brand than your own brand, right? For sure. Um, I'm boring this week the Seiko SPB43. 143. Yeah, 143. Same, 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 same. Same, 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 same. Uh, on NATO, you know what? It's a really good summer watch. Yeah. Right? Excellent summer it's, watch. It's pretty pretty neat. It fits with everything. It's light enough, rub, rub, robust, robust, <laughs> tough. <laughs> it's tough enough as well to get a... We should do an episode about summer, summer watches. Summer watches, yeah. <laughs> mm. Are you foreshadowing? <laughs> uh, Can't say robust, but he says foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. I, I choose my my battles. What do you What do you think about the color? So I, I bought two. I should have bought the the classic. Cause yeah, I should have bought a classic black NATO strap. And the yeah. the, the NATO strap you're wearing is the original CWC NATO. It's not necessarily the coolest, best quality, right? But it's it's just it's well done. It's functional. Uh, color is. I think the color really works. I, obviously, because I love gray, right? It's Tone, my, uh, tones my favorite. Of gray. Yeah, it's a gray stainless steel with a gray dial on a gray NATO. I call it asphalt number three. <laughs> <laughs> Pentone gray number three A. Asphalt after the rain. I also have I also have an olive green, but I think this one works yeah. a bit but better. With that NATO, I just feel that the dial is a bit more brownish. Uh, because it's sunburst, a little bit of a sunburst, so it's not really brown. But yeah, I, I see what you mean. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah a I brown tone. I saw the. The new uh, another version of that, the one four five. Okay, like in person. Yeah, and it's uh, in in the watch. It's oh, a oh, it's sorry. dark. It's darker. The 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 sorry. This is the um the faux patina, right? No, this one. 
No, it's the same. It's just a darker dial. It looks like it's faux patina. The dial is darker gray. It's a dark gray. It's but like it a, looks brown on pictures. I know, but it's not. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I saw it this week and I was like, that's not the 143. Goes, and then I look at the tag, it's a 145. Right. So I went to Monaco. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, oh, I've never seen that one because I knew the 147, which yeah. is the cappuccino. And then the 149 is the blue one that the, you the like. Special edition, the special yeah. edition. To be honest though, like I was, I was thinking of getting the blue, but then I saw that this is more versatile. The, the, the 143 sure, is I guess. perfect. Yeah. But the 145, I was, I was surprised to see it. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. The, dark, nice. the dark dial is very nice. very nice. I was very, very nice. surprised. I didn't even, I was like, what is that? If I saw it in person, maybe I would have gone for it, but I didn't see it. So I wasn't sure how oh, much see it was. Oh, go see it in person just to see because I think it's, it's, it's really cool. I've never seen that one. Every time online when you see it, they present that one, the 143, the 147 with the cappuccino right. and the 149. Like the Seiko Sunburst could be dangerous because it could be very intense. So it looks like one thing on pictures, but then you see it in person and it's like completely different. I, I got caught with that when I bought my blue alpinist. Like it was, it was, it looked nice to me from only like one very particular angle, but most right. of the time I didn't like it. So kind of that was the main reason That's why. That's what I happens. It. You're right. Yeah. Um, so uh, what I'm wearing today, Ooh. I've also bought a watch. This is a new addition to the watch family. Carl has managed to snipe uh, the new Tudor Pelagos FXD. Yep. The so one without a bracelet on. Uh, um, what, what are they called? Um, integrated lugs that comes on two NATO straps. This watch is fucking awesome. It doesn't have a date, which I'm a fan of because we talked about it in the previous podcast. Uh, this grinds my gears when there's a date that kind of looks like an afterthought. This one is a no date. Um, it feels like, um, it feels like, um, is it a 120 clicks? Bezel? It feels like 120 clicks. Yes, it But is. it's a bi-directional. It's a very yep. loud click. Because it's a mission timer bezel. So it counts upwards. It's a count uh, it's down. Like count for, down. For a friend who doesn't down. know what that means. Like, so instead of counting how much time you have left, this is to count how long, how Since, long you have, right. how much time you have uh, on your mission. Right, right. So that's why it goes both ways. Right. Which is awesome. I mean, very awesome. Which yes. is awesome. It's against, let's say, the tradition for diver watches because, right? Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to do it. But uh, it's not a diver's watch. It's the yeah, Marine yeah, yeah. National yeah, yeah. watch, right? Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Makes so sense. on the case back, there's the M.N.22. So it's Marine National 2022. I love the, um, again, I forgot the name of the word for, for the, the, the nicks on the, on the bezel. Gnarling? Gnarling. The gnarling. The gnarling. Yeah. Like, I really like the more aggressive gnarling on the, on the dial. I love the clicks. It's awesome. Like, everything about this watch is kind of like, well, I mean, again, it's very subjective, but yeah. it feels to me like everything is an improvement over the Pelagos. Yeah, it's thinner. One. It's thinner. It's light. But you expect the lightness because of the NATO. It's, it's no date. It's beautiful with the, the, the different, slightly different bezel. It's a fantastic purchase. I think this is probably one of the best like all-around watches you can find. Yeah, I, I think what I was telling Carl is that I think relative to the Pelagos, uh, what makes it, the or sorry, the Pelagos Diver, what makes it more of an improvement, it's more of an improvement as a day-to-day -day watch because the blue is not as bright. Certain subtleties were brought in. The lugs are more compact which makes it more wearable. The thickness is thinner. The um, 12 millimeters thick. Yeah. Because they have a NATO though, yeah. right? But it is a thin one. The um, the bezel um, is less aggressive or violent because it doesn't need to be for the Marine Nationale. And this becomes a little bit more easy wearing, I find, than yeah. the other one. The other one is much more functional, mm -hmm. which isn't a bad thing if that's what you're into. Um, but... Definitely, yeah. I, I would have bought this watch if you didn't. I was telling more you. More uh, utilitarian, the other one, right? Well, it's more functional for what it is. This is more functional for the Marine Nationale. Yeah. The other Pelagos is a functional for the, for the uh, divers. <laughs> yeah. That blue was more aggressive because it needed to be visible at that depth. Mm. Right. I really like the, the, the NATO strap that it comes on. That strap has a Velcro. So it's so Very easy functional. to adjust it. So like you don't yeah. really need micro adjustments. It's just it's just super perfect, yeah. super so easy. The two straps it comes with is the fabric and Velcro. That's navy blue with a gray line in the middle. Right. And they have like a NATO styled rubber uh, as well. Uh, that I made you try uh, before the, the podcast. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and before so you came yeah. over, uh, we, we tried rubber <laughs> together. And, and you had the same. Uh, Safety. Yeah, you you got to be safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Protection is everything. <laughs> That's why you doubled on new two runners. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the office, right? Michael Scott has all the three contents on. 
<laughs> yeah, you're still not safe. <laughs> um, and yeah, the same. You had the same um, point as me is when you wear it, the because it's fixed lugs. The FXD, way rubber folds, it it, it, it like loops around. Yeah, further like from so the dial, so you have like holes underneath the watch. You can see like it goes further away, so it, it yeah. almost extends the lug. But exactly, it's, but it's made. F- I I know for that purpose. It's uh, like you slip it on that when you're about to go in the water. Yeah, yeah. But well, like, this is to get wet while I'm. Yeah, I'm yeah, on the ship. Yeah, right? no, it makes sense. It's actually it's perfect for that, right? A hundred percent. It just with the rubber on it, it felt a lot more like a military watch the way it looks. Right. Right. Yeah. Then with the uh, fabric, could uh, you? But I'm still gonna buy a NATO. Not from get here. a NATO. Probably get a two piece leather strap as well, right? To make it. Ow. Oh, I, I have a watch that has fixed <laughs> lugs. The the leather comes over, and it folds, but the fold is not stitched shut. So you literally just hook it on. Is it bang it or something? Is it bang it? Is there, there's a magnet so it can... Magnet. Um, magnet. So it can uh, hold the... Um, <clears throat> you could put a magnet, but if it's tight enough, it's not an issue. Is it asking, gonna, isn't like, this going to demagnetize your watch? I, I don't think so, but I, I'm the one who's banging my watch everywhere. I just want to make sure... That no, because are, it won't... It, but the, the leather folds over. Yeah. Just because it's not stitched shut, you can just slip in the bar. Like this. Uh, so okay. no matter how you, ba- if it's on your wrist, you won't have any issue because it's, um, okay. Uh, it's uh, it's, it's uh, onto it. Yeah. I have a, my, my GP has that fixed lugs and leather straps that come with it. All right. All right. Well, congrats, man. This is a really cool Thanks. Watch. Thanks. Thanks. We'll, we'll put some pictures on We're the, in good health. <clears throat> oh yeah. Uh, on yeah, the Instagram uh, at some point. Good idea. <laughs> uh, so for people at home, the, uh, reference is, uh, the M. 25707B slash 22 for the year. So the reference is going to change year over year. If they make it in 2023, I don't know if they're going to make it after this year. Is it very difficult to get one right now? Yes. <laughs> so you had to do some sexual favors for it. Right? Exactly. And I'm also banned. No. <laughs> I had to do that. It was awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you have. I, I just lost so much that weekend. <laughs> you gained nothing. I got nothing. You lost teeth. <laughs> All I got was a lousy hat. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> what stays at ID? Yeah. Stays at ID. What but, happens at ID stays at ID. But, but I, I had the chance to purchase it because we have a good relationship with that AD. Uh, and when I well, see yeah. we, uh, Kevin. <clears throat> I mean, and. Um, it, it was like I buy it right there or I just don't get one. No, no, it's fair. That makes sense. <laughs> right? Yeah, that makes a perfect, perfect um, sense. But I think that's a good segue on some stuff that happened during my um, right. purchase experience with a tutor that applies to Rolex and maybe yeah. that Rolex influence other brands. Yeah. Uh, mainly that uh, we had a discussion and fair enough, uh, they're going away from giving rebates on watches. Now it's... Uh, when you say rebates, what do you mean? Sorry, sticker plus taxes. N- no, <laughs> what, 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 it, what they're moving away is that it's no longer a discount based on the brand. It's going to find discount on the model. So if Tudor, which can give you discounts, but now it's going to be Tudor will give you discounts on certain watches. But when you say discount, like... If it, you go and you say, like I, you want the negotiate tu- down the price? I want the Tudor, I want the Tudor Royale, they'll give you 20% off. But you want the right. Tudor Pelagos, uh, the Tudor uh, Black Bay right. 58, they're like, no. Right, because if you don't take it, Joe Schmo next is gonna take it. I don't. I but don't then, care. can you not still negotiate down the price? Yeah, if the watch that, is available, that, that's the that's the discount I'm talking like, about. Yeah, if, if the watch is not available, for sure there's no room to depending negotiate anything. On, right? But obviously, like, depending if it's on sitting on the yeah. depending on the model and the brand. Right. So, and for listeners out there, you want a good brand at a cheap discount? Go and negotiate Breguet, negotiate yeah. um, Blancpain. The Swatch brand, right. Glashut Original. You'll get good. You should never accept less than twenty percent or eighteen percent. You can get that off sticker twenty percent, and it shows online. If you go right. to Chrono, you can see how it's hovering. You're like, yeah, yeah I can't get it lower than that. But like Daniel Roth or, uh, um, well, not that's really expensive. But Jaget Lecoutre, you can find really good discounts online. Right, yeah. and that's mainly because well, not mainly Swatch sorry. brands. One of the reasons why is that because when you buy those specific watches, yeah. they lose value like right yeah, away. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So they're so much cheaper at like gray markets or yeah. after markets. Like, so, yeah, they have to play lose, ball, so they kind of have to right. Makes sense. Makes but sense. if the like Black a Langan Zona right loses a lot of money right away for some reason, right? But if the 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 the, the Tudor FXD 
uh, Marine Nationale on Joma Shop or the Great Market is the same price as the dealer because it's available or even a little bit right. more, they're going to be like, no, screw you. I'm not giving you any discount. Take it or sense. leave it. You know, move Perfect. on. Like demand dictates yeah. rate of the prices. So like if there's so much demand, why would they give you a discount? They can sell it tomorrow to another guy or maybe not even tomorrow, like in an hour to yeah, somebody yeah. else, right? So but that makes sense. Maybe that's a good segue to this conversation. Um, yeah. So maybe like to kind of get into the discussion. So we wanted to talk about just the general state of the market. Um, Rolex is the biggest player. Everybody knows what Rolex is. Most people don't even know anything about watches, but everybody knows Rolex as a name, right? It's a brand name that people associate with luxury uh, watchmaking. Yep. So we wanted to touch on certain things specifically happening with Rolex. I mean, other brands are also guilty of this, or and it's also happening with other brands, but uh, Rolex is probably the, the shiniest one of all, so it's it's probably a good idea to focus mostly on, on this brand. Um, just to give like a quick summary of what's happened in the past couple of years, the global pandemic hit uh, initially in the 20, in 2020, um, a lot of sales went down for a lot of watches. Uh, but in 2021, there's been a resurgence. Most uh, Swiss watchmakers, actually not even Swiss, but most famous, let's say, luxury watchmakers have increased their sales significantly. Rolex has uh, increased them so much uh, that now they represent, I think, almost 29% of all Swiss watch sales. Yeah. As of 2021, and that's a huge increase as compared to um, previous years. Actually, they've increased their sales by 30 percent since 2021. Granted, though 2021 was a bit of a drop because of the pandemic, but still, it's it's rising like crazy. They've been number one in sales of all Swiss watches for many many years. Um, Omega was trailing, Cartier was third, but I think last year Cartier surpassed Omega. Um, on average, I think prices uh, went up 7%, um, but Rolex also made 5% more watches. So they're growing and prices are going up. They have made around 15 billion Canadian dollars in 2021 alone in revenues. Yep, and they're non-profit. <laughs> uh, so huge brand, should be available easily, right? Uh, but they have been known for, let's say, making a very small number of different models. They're very, they've been always surrounded by hype, ridiculous hype all the time, every time they release something, every time there's an anniversary. But they've been very, very, let's say, strict, or let's say conservative uh, when it comes to innovation. Um, you know, as, as recently as uh, um, the watch fairs that had just happened a few watch months ago. Watches and Wonders? Watches and Wonders. Everybody was banking on them, releasing like brand new watches, and they've released some... As usual, kind of like with Apple, right? There's a bit of a letdown whenever, because there's so much hype, it always surpasses the actual, let's say, expectations always surpass reality. Yeah. Um, so just maybe to focus on innovation first, how do you guys think if they do enough with the strategy that they apply, do they do, they do the right thing by not creating all kinds of different limited editions, different watches, keeping it small, but also at the same time, they're keeping it very, very conservative, meaning they don't uh, change a lot, right? They have a lot of really, really successful watches. They do super minimal changes to them. They don't do much. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah, you're right, right? But they, I don't feel as a business they need to, right? Year over year, they can prove they have like, <clears> that the demand is bigger than what they are quote unquote able to put out, right? So why would they change anything? I don't Yes, no. Do you do you think they innovate enough? No. That that De Dextro was the biggest innovation ever. It was like Rolex being wild and they went on CAD and they mirrored on right. their GMT, right? That's an innovation. Like, but do you think that they should make like a new um, model, let's say line? Is this something that they should try? Because what it seems is that, and maybe this is me, but my perception is um, most famous, let's say Swiss brush brands, now right uh, they have very very famous brands that they've been milking for like a hundred years they don't really go away those are, this is their core stuff they don't do much outside of that right mm -hmm. they do some very small watches but they don't really go outside of that to try to introduce or try to create a new staple right so like say omega you know i'm going to like omegas the yeah. the seamasters the speedmasters right they're guilty of doing a fuck ton of limited editions why don't you think that maybe rolex should, could Rolex make a lot of limited editions? Do you think that will take away from the brand? Or do you think they do the right thing by kind of sticking to the core and making sure that their watches that they make don't lose value 
by having other like custom limited editions. Okay, so I'll go back to your first question because I think it's a very good one. Um, the scarcity, this insatiable demand got worse during COVID. Now, do I think that if Rolex were to release a new line or a new chronograph or another Air King, yeah. would that free up more of the other watches? I don't think so. I think the sub will still remain in high demand. That's my first take. Unless even if they came out with a a new like hell, they have the Sea Dweller, and you can go get one. But everyone wants a sub anyway. That's that's. I I just don't know if they created a new line. Would you make it easier to get a Daytona if they created another chronograph? Right. I still think Daytonas would be sold out like crazy. Yeah. And I was reading. You from, can read. Oh, <laughs> I was teach me teach us. <laughs> it's like show off, <laughs> show us how to do it. Somewhat, um, Stephen Kayser, the president and CEO of Kennedy USA, which is a watch chain based in Australia, said one thing. He goes, the biggest competitors to the industry, in ro- watch industry, were not other brands, but other luxuries like travel, entertainment, going to restaurants, Broadway shows. And you couldn't do anything for two years. And it is a fact that during the pandemic, the rich got richer. Which is almost the trend even outside of the pandemic, right? Right. But the rich got richer. It was exponential, right? So, yeah. And it was the poor that suffered. And now I think we all have short-term memory because back in 2018, 2019, you were winning if you could buy a sub and then sell it for 2,000 more than what you bought it for used, right? That's a good investment. Now you can make 10 Gs on a sub. Daytonas are selling at $50,000, which is not worth. It's worth it because people are paying that now. But these rich people had disposable income. Right. They had nothing else to do during COVID. Yeah. So demand just went crazy. And Rolex didn't prepare for that. And nor should they. They're like, look, this is how much we make. So they're trying to put different safeguards to manage who gets what. They're trying to because people are pissed. Um, But... That's a big problem. And I was watching this thing with um, Delray Watches. And they were talking about what you hear about retailers and wholesalers. So when you... He's pointing at me. Well, it doesn't matter. If one were to have a retail store and you're buying watch at wholesale... What they were saying is that, and they are host, they're, they're retailers, right? They have, host, they have a whole like, yep. sh- uh, number of shops. They say, when we're negotiating batches of watches, we're negotiating at the tens of thousands of dollars at a time being cut. So you go, I want to buy this box of Omegas. And they're uh, like- Retailers are talking about like ADs, right? When they buy. Yeah. How, how does it, like I'm, 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 and again, for a friend that if he doesn't know, <laughs> I, I would want to know. Yeah. Um, so ADs, do they buy from- Rolex, the manufacturer, and they yeah. have to negotiate prices. This isn't like a franchise type of thing where well, this is the price you have to be selling at, yeah. and you have like a specific cut yes. that you'll take. Yes. Okay. That's how it works for Rolex. Do they get a specific amount of watches, let's say per ID, depending on the population? I guess. So, or? like clothing, you can buy the product, yeah, and then you sell it, and you keep a, and and you and you're you're good. Whatever you buy it at, you can sell it whatever you want at, and right. then you're covered. Right. Then you have other ones that are on consignment where they give you the product, but you don't own it. You only get a cut if you sell it. And then what they'll do is they can take the product off your shelf and send it to another store because we got someone who's going to buy it. Right. Right? So Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But some places, they don't do that. Some places, they go, no, we bought the watch. So it's only between us and another shop that they can call me and say it. But Rolex can't call me and say, hey, we, got, we need to move your watches to another place. You have no call. That's why here, they're on consignment in the sense that they'll call and say, uh, we're, we're, you're going to get what we send you. Yeah, and fuck off, and that's it. You get a right. cut for what you sell, which is like instantaneous. Which is something they decide, I guess, based on the population density of the city, whatever, right? It's also but, but this guy Asale, who has Seikos and 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 Hamiltons and all yeah, this yeah. stuff, he buys all of that and he sells what's there. And and then and whenever they don't sell, gray markets will pick up. Joe Machop will come and say, "Look, you had ten Longines. 
I've already broken even after four. I sold the fifth and sixth one and made some money. Sold for the rest, buy it at a cheap cost because makes I don't want to keep the inventory. Yeah, makes sense. And then you sell it for a little bit more and then we're winning because we're like, fuck, I'm going to pay 30, 40% under MSRP yeah. because I'm buying from a gray market because that watch has sat in some window for three years, which is okay. Yeah, so it's a win-win-win. But coming back to what I was saying to Rolex, the market right now is not dipping and we're hearing a lot of that word that it's dipping, it's crashing. The bubble is struggling. Burst. The bubble. You know what it is? This is the market right now. I find it's correcting itself because things are opening up. Yep. People are not spending as much anymore. It's not as hot because people have the disposable income is going somewhere else now. Travel is coming back. Yeah. Right. I was stuck in Spain. <laughs> Traveling is coming back, and what we see with these releases, these new Rolexes, the new Pateks, the new Moonwatch. The next day, the next day, the moon watches out. You go to Chrono 24 and you have professional dealers selling it for four fucking times the MSRP. Fuck yourself. <laughs> and then what happens? You go, who are these people? Who are they jerking off to get these watches into their shops? Yeah. To mark it up and sell it to the average Joe Schmo. And we're the ones suffering. Yeah. Right? And then this is what's happening now. I'll give you the best example with the moon watch. And you guys can make, let's make the, 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 the counter argument with Rolex. The moon watch, if you go on chrono, people saw it thousands of dollars and then it just dips. Why? Because the hype is subsiding. The desire starts going down. And people who bought all of these moon watches at 20 of them at 600 bucks, mm-hmm. hoping to sell it at 800 but at the end, the moon swatches. Yeah, but then at the end, when they become available at 350 MSRP, you're taking a risk. Yeah. So a lot of these, a lot of these retailers, and from the research I was doing, is that a lot of these retailers are are hoarding all of these Rolexes as an investment. So they bought them at a premium. They went to AD or they went to someone and said, I'm going to buy 25 of your Rolex Submariners that run at, say, round number 10 grand a sub. I'm going to buy them for 15 and I'm hoping I'm going to sell each one of them for 20. But what if they start selling at 12 or 13? You're this guy who bought all of them is taking a risk. And then what's happening is that, and this is apparently happening with a lot of watch retailers out there, they're in debt in themselves. They have taken a huge amount of debt to go and buy all of these, they're paying a premium and they make sh- and and they're hoping they're going to raise the right amount of capital to in order to pay off this debt, right. betting that they'll be able to keep it at a high price, the hype, because eventually the market's going to come down. And I don't think it's going to burst. I think it's going to trend downward. It's going to correct itself. It's going to come back to what it should be. Rolex Submariner should go for two grand over MSRP for that person who wants to pay the premium, but not more than that. But eventually. It should. I agree that it should. Two grand over MSRP used. Right. Yeah. That's, 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 that's still fair. a good investment that's for fair. that guy who goes, I want that reference. I want that one, but I'm not going to pay more than two grand over. The problem is that it, there are too many people that would pay more. Right, right that's now. Why, yeah, but that's it. That there's so much demand but for paying those watches. I have two questions. So the fact that Sorry, that was loaded away, I said, but if they, they, yeah, go ahead. So the fact that it's coming down, right? So for example, I'll take my Air King. It, during the just before watching wonders there was like so much speculation that it was going to get discontinued that it went all the way up to eighteen thousand dollars get it while it's hot and your air king is going down every day is it just the air king every or day. other watches also like, um, is your milgas you, going down a little bit I, I i looked it up this morning your milgas like dipped but, yeah, but it's, it's less because mine. of the new air king that was released right that's why well, I don't know for that. Maybe. Oh, no, but same thing that right now, Daytonas are, are stagnating. They're not okay. going but, up but anymore. But, what you're, but you're saying, it, mine dipped, but because all of them are dipping right, a little that's bit. It. Yeah, it's part that, of that's the whole what, that's trend. What I'm trying to get. Like, not yeah, the yeah, Milgos. Yours is taking a hit because of a new con, new uh, competing model. Yeah, but still, right? Yeah. It's following the same curve as any Rolex right now that was like so steep that was almost a wall. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and it came that back down. And that's so, right. But yours yeah. is not following that same curve. Yours is on a curve of it has that different variable of there's a new model out, which yes. is so which what does is a it lot mean? Better, <laughs> but what does it mean for my model? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yours also dropped for like a thousand dollar more or less. Exactly. Right? But all of them. But kind mine was of like two thousand yeah, went yeah. down, right? Okay. So okay. double the so maybe right. a thousand. Right? A thousand was attributed to 
right. the, mar- the, market uh, the, market. the market. And then the other thousand might be because of the competing model. Yeah. Anyways, it's all gravy though. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying It's otherwise. only the turkey who buys Try. the watch at uh, that price hoping that it's going to keep going up. Yes. Yeah. Or just because they, they want it now. Yeah. Right? Well, which, so that's okay. There's, there's which is why people. you have those prices. But that's exactly. okay because if they want it now and they have the money, that's not an issue because they keep the watch because they can pay for it. Yes. It's those that turn around and try to take advantage of the market for the, like the moon swatch. So my question was with Rolex is right now dipping, going down a little bit. Right, the percentage will vary from one watch to the next, but right now they're all going down. Or if it's a Daytona, they're stagnating right now. Right, for like two months in a row, Daytonas are not increasing anymore. Yeah, but they're right? stagnating at a price that's super high in the first Still, place, but right? they're not going up. Right. right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, so my question is, the the, the fact that um, the watches are going down, could we see that they're gonna reach? Uh, Lower level that now more people are able to afford them and they're gonna yeah. go back up again. But 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 the because there's some like if we look at uh, stock options sometimes that's what happened right. Yeah. They go down. There's more people that can buy them and whoop, it swings back up. Not saying it's gonna double. Just saying that let's say mine my, my Air King or your Milgas drop two three thousand dollars. Oh now that's a new range of but, people but who wait, can buy it. But just to respond to your question, why why will it necessarily go up? So this is what I'm thinking. If it dips down, it's market correcting himself. Then we get down subs are round number ten. It gets down to about twelve thousand, and then it doesn't go back up. People start buying, and then what? It holds off. It stagnates, and there the market has corrected itself, and we're at twelve k for a Rolex sub used. Well, well maybe, maybe. maybe. My question like, was, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, my question is: Is it possible that if it comes down low enough, that a, a new group of people can just buy it because it makes sense now? Possible. And because that new group of bu- people now, let's say there's a new range of buyers, they go. I can afford it. So now everyone of that range is going to go and buy one. So now we whoop, go back up, up a little bit, right? But only uh, they resell it for more. Do we, um, like, I feel like it's a good idea that it's, it's good that you brought up the, the stocks thing because I feel like it's almost like stocks, oh, right? Oh, same, same, it's same impo- thing. We can discuss it after the fact, but like it's impossible to predict it. There's too many variables at play. It's gambling. It's gambling. Doing better than yeah. most stocks. The yeah, no, crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are. But like, Trying to understand why certain moves happen to me, it's I don't know. It's very difficult. Like, if it, the price goes down, yeah, sure, maybe at some point you unlock uh, other people who could now afford it and yeah. buy it. But that will immediately drive the prices up, right? Because they'll start buying it off, and then there's been there'll be nothing available, and then again, scarcity will create higher prices. Yeah. And not only scarcity, I think it's the the rich buying it at exorbitant prices. Yeah, for because sure. Because the because they can't <laughs> because the accessible folks, the more reason minded, will have a limit or threshold to say I'm not going to spend that much based on what it's priced at. Right. The Rolex Daytona green one by Mayer, John Mayer, well, not Bay. Is it Kermit? But the, the Kermit you're talking about the the Hulk? No, the Daytona. Daytona. Oh, Daytona. Sorry. Right. Yeah. No that idea. that green gold Daytona, fifty two grand online. Yeah, that's ridiculous. A year later, $96,000. The Milgos, second-hand prices are at $14,500. Last year, was $8,200 used, the Milgos. That's yeah. not because the Milgos suddenly got popular. That's because of what happened with Rolex. Right. Yeah. Dude, the, the Tiffany op- uh, Oyster Perpetual just sold at Christie's for like 50-something K. That it's is a, a $4,000 watch. 6500 Six, Canadian, okay. well, 4500 US. It's, yes. it's ridiculous. No, that's right. It's ridiculous. Nonsense. Well, no. this has to plateau at some point because if Rolex is increasing their production, yes. they will be more available. Like the the demand will catch up with supply at some yeah. point, right? Like they will be more available. Once so, they are, the prices will move. Like, but do not forget, just to your point, do not forget, Carl, that in 2019, let's, like we say short memory, in 2019, money was cheap. Interest rates were as low as they ever were. Yep. And the bot and and everyone could go get whatever they wanted on a waiting list, they would end up getting it. They would wait a couple of years and the bubble, like we said, was hovering. It was a little bit over. Daytona was already going up a lot because it was just impossible to get. It was still the rich. But all of the Rolexes, the Tiffany Blue, a fucking date just is twice the price. No. It's fucking ridiculous. It's I was looking for a vintage date just. The watch is not worth that. For myself, it's like 6K for a vintage date just. I'm like, what the it fuck? It used to be 4K, 3K. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, 
I like that you talk about that uh, Rolex is increasing the production. So we slightly, don't, slightly, right? Well, we don't have numbers, but it's well, I have five percent, but those are estimations because they yeah, do a lot of work to hide. It's a good guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a guesstimation, but it's better than anything else, right? No, that's what we have right now. They and definitely increase production because you know they they keep breaking records every year. Yeah, and they so th- what I had was, and it's like it's left field. There's no really like really <laughs> proof, but I was reading uh, on a forum that. With the quantity of employees they have, that's what they did the estimates. I was saying, I think two, three podcasts back, as they might nearing the two million units a year, right? That's crazy. The last number we had officially was in uh, 2015. 1.3 was. It was 875. That's on 2015. Yes, yeah, but they've they've went over a million. I guess that was an estimation, yeah, 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 also, yeah. right? But the over and in was an estimation following the last like 20 years increase year over year. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I thought I'd read right before the pandemic that they had sold 1.1 million. Second place was Omega with like 800,000. Then it was like Cartier at like 500,000. And Breitling was something around the same at 500,000. What I was reading, those are averages because the only numbers that we can have access to is turnover. They don't have quantity of products. So those are estimations. So it's dollar value, right? So they do an average of the Rolex pricing and that should be X amount of watches. But but um, it does work for their brand. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I'm not saying they're otherwise. not they're not in like we don't have a $10,000 watch and we have a and we have a whole line of half a million dollar watches, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, like I I'm, I'm saying those numbers make sense for Rolex. What I'm saying is this the uh, 2018 19 you're saying a million was also based on the 5% or 6% increase they right. had they just kind of year like over year, right? Estimated the right? And, increase based on numbers and, at the and, time, yeah. Yeah, it's all of those are guesstimates, right? And yeah. one thing I was trying to find as clearer as possible information made me found other information about Rolex. And one of them is, you know, the CUSC certification. So it's the Contrôle Officiel Suisse Economite. So that's the thing that's the office in Switzerland. You can send all your movement and they get tested and they get certified to some specs, Mm -hmm. right? All Rolexes have them. And from 2015 and prior, they were the, the CUSC was releasing all the quantity of um, certification they were providing to manufacturers. So they were saying, let's say in 2015, that we certified 900,000 movement to Rolex, right? Or a million right. movement to that brand. Or, assumptions. Right? right? So it was easy to know that that brand had X amount of movement certified that year. Right. Probably sold around that same number, right? Would make sense. Right. Uh, but from 2016, since today, now cust don't release any numbers. And I was reading into it and they were, they were got lobbied by a bunch of brands, but mainly Rolex, to stop doing that so they can get a bit more private about their numbers. Rolex is like uh, the Ferrari. Yeah, exactly, plan, right? right? <laughs> They're like, Just I don't want people to know. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so what's the, what's the second thing you could do to find how many watches, right? Serial numbers. Right. Because when you build something, is the, the prototype is serial number 0000, and after that is 00001, and you go all the way to the last number that year, and you start over next year. He's, he's describing counting. <laughs> Yes. Um, so Rolex, at the same time, stopped doing uh, serial numbers in a row. Sequence, yeah. Sequence, So they started right? doing random numbers so you can't really Exactly. Trace, so right. now their serial numbers is a random number. Why do you think that they, they're doing this? Because people were talking with each other and trying to find the latest number. So it's easy. Oh, I have Daytona number 10,000 for this year, right? Right. But is that detrimental to their business if people know how many watches they make? Apparently not. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, I, I'm just trying to see. Oh, like, why would they, business that people why would they lobby hiding this information? Because they can create a, a fake scarcity, maybe. But can, can I don't know about that. I know what you what you what you right? mean. So I they don't can justify scarcity, maybe like sc- Th- justifying gray market like prices. Because often you when on uh, on, the, on the podcast and you go, well, like is building at least a million watches a year. Right. That's nothing special, right? It's a, a huge factory who's building watches one under the other the human hand touch it once to just assemble the watch. That's it. When I could get a better watch for 75% of the value of the Rolex, that's fully end built and there's right. like art behind it. But then right? but then you watch like James Bond and then she goes, oh, is that a Rolex? He goes, no, Omega. It, it's just even in the movie, it's kind of like a Rolex is the brand name that everybody knows. It's it's 100%. It's like uh, Ferrari, right? Don't yeah, need to, yeah, you yeah. don't even need to explain which, uh, which uh, one uh, you have. I understand that. I but what I'm seeing is even Kevin and me to some extent, Something that's mass-produced lose kind of his but it was specialness. About say, but I was about to say, that comment is for a movie theater. Right. And for the public. And 
what's shitty is that when you look at the moon swatch or you look at the these the, the rich people buying these Rolexes, these price, they're not collectors. No, for sure. They're people with for a sure. lot of money and disposable yes, income. Sure. And to me, what's such a turnoff, like you say, is that I'm kind of searching for that perfect watch for the watch geek. Right. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. And my, An nomos, right? my nomos gets that. You know how many times I go shopping with my nomos and I'll try on another watch. People go, oh, nice. They go, I don't, we don't see that often. Right. This is such a watch geek brand, sure. right? And for I'm like, sure. yeah, yeah, it is, eh? I remember the first time I went shopping with Kim and we walk into a shop and she's wearing her nomos and he goes, what are you wearing? And she goes, oh, my nomos? And he goes, good for you. <laughs> like, it was like, it was like that kind of thing. It was like, yeah, so, I get a Parmigiani Fleury, right? Over a, 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 maybe a Nautilus or a Royal One thing Oak. that I would say, because you mentioned that, you know, mass-produced watches, yes. like, they are mass-produced, 100%, but like, they have their own foundry where they cast their own metal. This is crazy. It is mass-produced, but like, they, they make everything. They do it right. But, uh, yeah, they do it amazing. Right. Like, they do it perfection, but they're not exciting right. anymore to me which is because i have had it all but, but for me i think the whole thing right now we're saying is the reason now they're trying to hide the number of watches they do is to try not to have too many people having like kevin right now who's switching his mindset saying it's mass produced there it's not there's no attraction as they used to be because there's, there's people always going to be on the line of rolex is the best thing rolex is mass produced i don't want it right but i think you're getting somewhere because I, I just thought about like the fact that you know there's a, a rumor that they make two million watches per year. That's a calculation. Now that makes, but that really makes him look like a mass-produced watch. They don't want yeah. that association. A hundred percent. What do you swatch? They exactly. Want, yeah, they want them to th- everybody to think that we are like an exclusive luxury brand, right? Not a two million unit per year. Brand. And they're acting that way, but there's a million Rolexes to buy on the gray market. They're just ridiculously priced. And to your point, yeah, I'm saying it's mass-produced. The other thing is they don't seem to care. They're also kind of boring, but many people say, oh, I don't like Rolex. I don't buy into the hype because of this is this. And some people say it was because you can't get one, right? But wait, I have a Rolex. I've owned multiple Rolexes. And um, while I like it, my experience or being associated with Rolex is not my, I'm not happy about it's that. It's not a watch enthusiast experience. You're, it, no. it's more of a, like somebody who. I had a, a better experience right. buying um, a high-end uh, my Stova was a better experience. Mm-hmm. My, jeez, uh, I'm thinking. Like even Doxa was a better experience. But like my Zin was a wonderful experience. Except watch buys is not very, they weren't very nice. But but the guy for, in Canada, oh, really? J, J. Ver Anderson out yeah. in Calgary, very nice gentleman. Um, and he called me, he goes, hey, I want to confirm your address because I'm shipping me something. Where are you? You ever in Calgary? Come out, I'll take you out for coffee. We'll show you this. What I go, what other watches do you sell? It sells Moser. Sells Nomos. Sells this. And I'm just like, we're talking about it. It's like, did you see that new Vanta Black? But just the nicest guy. Right. Maybe it's because he's Canadian. Maybe. Yeah. But we, are, we are nice. But a very <laughs> polite, real watch enthusiast. And like, that's what you want to be associated right. with. Yeah. Rolex has that thing. Because Rolex usually, well, not usually, but Rolex a lot of times you're associated with douchebags. Just just people yeah. who Some, own, yeah. People who own watches know nothing about, but sorry. Even to, to compare, sorry to, to cut you there, but if I can compare my Tudor Pelagos, my first one versus the Air King. Uh, same AD, right? And when I purchased my my, my Pelagos, the first one, it was like kind of a surprise, right? They didn't have it in, in, in the um, display, but I was talking about it. They went and pick it up in the safe. They bring it out. It's like, hey, look at this. And it took the time to show it to me and like me enjoying, wow, that's a Pelagos, right? The one I want. Versus the same AD, when I went and get my Air King, those was like, oh, those are rare to get. You're lucky. Here's your watch. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't blame the AD. I don't blame the yeah. 80, but I'm just saying that's also the culture around Rolex. That's what they told me. Wow, you're lucky. Tim, they are to get. Like, oh. Tim Masso was <laughs> talking recently about his next watch because he sold his Zin EZM timer limited edition for the for supporting the Ukrainian um, the, uh, the you know the war in on Ukraine. Well, he wasn't supporting it. I'm, I'm assuming. not supporting it. Sorry, he was support. He was funding a, the help. Yeah, it was. Yeah, right. exactly. It was. It was like a, it was a relief effort. <laughs> it was a humanitarian relief effort. He donated his watch and the proceeds, which sold more than Rolex Daytona. That watch box was right. auctioning off. I think That's it was awesome. a Daytona. It was some kind of watch, but his was like a limited one out of five hundred, and he's worn it for the last four years, and now he's kind of shopping and he's talking about the watches he would get. His shortlist, and they go, "What about the Rolex Milgaz Z Blue, which is his favorite?" He goes, "If any Rolex, I would." But he goes, "I just have a lot of problems 
with that brand, being associated with it, the responsibility of being a Rolex owner. That's what he was saying. He goes, I Fair. know. So he comes with these more geek brands. It, it, it's a burden you have to carry by becoming after becoming an enthusiast, right? A little bit, yeah. Because that that brand is not a, a watch enthusiast necessarily brand. Like they do no. have some of the most amazing watches that we all yeah. want to have, right? Yeah. But like, it's it's the, the aura around that brand also covers a lot it's, of people who are just the, they're building an obtainium, right? Yeah. So and and we're not talking like Patek Philippe obtainium. We're talking right. like Rolex. Well, see, so, Patek Philippe, I think kind of managed to kind of uh, avoid this but also they have really different production numbers yeah yes but now for, like 50, for Patek, doubled, like 80,000 like, 100,000 watches oh that's it yeah but I like, think it's more than that yeah, yeah but like for, for Patek it's understandable I'm here quoting here that's right. it's really hard to get because they make 100,000 watches a year let's but say. that's an enthusiast yeah. brand right yeah. or or a, or a dictator brand or a rapper brand but <laughs> Rolex is doing at least 10 times that so it makes you put it, to, it <laughs> yeah. puts it to perspective. So what's your next brand going to be? You know, like oh, the only, and I'm glad that the Milgoss, the Rolex I own, is the Milgoss because it's the different one. It's the one that's extra, the one that's weirder, the one that's not quite Rolex. I, I could have sent that for my Air King until they get the new one out, and now yeah. I cannot tell it anymore. <laughs> but I remember when I was, uh, it was like 2005, 2006. I was traveling, and I remember when they came back out with the Milgoss. I was like, God, I love that, the blue. I love the arrow. Uh, not the uh, sorry, the lightning bolt. I love everything about that watch. I've always liked the Milgoss, and I'm really happy that I Took got you it. Like, goddamn, 26, 2006. So it was like 10 years, 15 years before you got it. 2005. Yeah. I, my only thoughts in my head were like, man, I'm sober. I need to get drunk. That was it. <laughs> but I remember <laughs> where are the girls at? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> why all, am I sober? <laughs> of all the Rolexes, I was like, that's the one I really like. But obviously, attracted to the blue. Um, and they don't have anything else in Rolex. And exa- exactly, I think they're the a color of the recycling bag. I think that Tudor is the brand to watch because still, I think Tudor still has cachet over Omega as being a little less mass produced. They got to cut that catalog. They got to get rid of those 1926s. They got to get rid of the glamours. They yeah. got to get rid of all those other those other watches. But yeah. otherwise, Tudor is just really, but really t- great. Tudor only, I have right now in front of me the, um, the ranking. So the first 20th brand in, in Switzerland, that uh, turnover. So, before 2019, so 2018, it down there, Tudor was not even in the top 20. Do you know that? Tu- tu- <laughs> sorry, but Tudor wasn't in North America till 2009. Yeah, they I mean. left. They were in trouble. Like it was a, it was a brand that was falling apart. Yeah, they were no better than Beaumont Mercier, than any other average Richemont brand. They were no better. They were just like any other yeah. uh, brand at that Mont Blanc. Same thing. They were all in the same level. And then Tudor stepped up their game, and now they become the Tudor Black Bay brand. But they're they're killing it. Yeah, yeah. they're doing great. They, they, they're marketing it uh, wonderfully. But uh, so once you started talking about like the the number of different models that they do, kind of like you know I mentioned at the beginning, Rolex. I think I think they do a good thing by focusing not having too many different watches and no not a lot of special editions, almost no special editions, right? Well, Tudor has a lot. The only special edition for Rolex yeah. is when they uh, try give a contract out for some military branch, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Last Which time we is talk about the um, uh, celebrity watches. I was talking about Matt Ferrer, who owns two uh, is Sea Dwellers for some like, like Navy SEAL, some shit. Who right. only have only made twenty five watches. What's the difference? Right, case back. The case like, back like is Colex. They, 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 but that was like in the seventies yeah, or sixties. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. the only limited edition Rolex right. will ever do, I guess. Yeah. Mil- military contracts. Seems to be working very well, right? Like Omega, yeah. for example, the, takes the other route where they create a fuckton of special editions, and they seem to be doing well too, right? Like it yeah. seems like there was a very different strategies, but they both work because they're in the top three, both of them, right? Of like, the, the Rolex is number one, Omega is number two, and it's steady. Yeah. So uh, un- until twenty twenty one, where Cartier went second, and Omega now is third, right? That's the this year, yeah. Cartier yeah. went second. So last year, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, but before that, it was steady Rolex first, Omega yeah. second. So it's definitely working well for uh, and, Omega. Yeah. Also, I'm not the biggest fan of that because it, it feels like it takes away, it chips away the, from the credibility of your watch that you think, think is unique. I think Omega makes incredible watches. Yes. They're not for me in my style. A lot of them, sometimes I f- nitpick. And I'm like, Ugh. but I love what they do to innovate. Fuck! They make a 300 meter diver, ceramic bezel, yeah. exposed case back beautiful finish on the dial everything 
you and know, then you go, oh, but the helium is capable. I don't want it. It's exactly what it's I said. Ugly. Right? I don't want it. I don't want but, it. But then, but then also, their prices jump. And yes. you go, Christ. The, yeah, and then fuck. Tudor is doing the same thing with the same fucking movement for less. And Have the Tudor prices jumped also? Not really. Uh, they're still uh, holding off my my previous Pelagos so the standard blue one uh, didn't change price and I got it before the pandemic and today is still the same money it probably will though it's coming right for sure but right now like as of today we're May 12th 2022 2022 (laughs) it didn't change in like the two three years right right? Um, it's gonna it's gonna get there right yeah (laughs) Um, do you think that Tudor should reduce their lineup? hundred percent. There's a lot of stuff that's 100%. like, I find that Tudor has, let's say, two or three very famous lineups. Yeah. And then which the, ones? Well, one the Black lineup. Bay. Well, that's it. The Black Bay, but sorry, Pelagos and BB58. Yeah. You have they have the Black what? What BB stand for? That was true. The yeah, GMT yeah, yeah. is a Black Bay. The Chronograph is a Black Bay. Oh, you're right. Everything's a Black Bay. But, but they do have a few, like the Pelagos, they had the, the P, uh, what's that called? The, the crazy P-01? one. P01. That's right? a Black Bay. Yeah, it's a Black P-01 Bay. P01 is a Black Bay? <laughs> it's all Black Bay. It's all Black God Bay. Inside the Pelagos. Okay, so I take it back then. The only thing they have the with The are also Black Bay, right? Also Black Bay. Okay, the GMT is a Black Bay. Black Bay. <laughs> okay, so then. Boom. <laughs> so then. Should we call the Tudor Black Bay? <laughs> should, it, should, should the company just branch out and be called Black Bay the Company? The Tudor Black Bay Company. I'm the serious. Black Bay yeah. Company. Like, like yeah. Dodge Ram, and then you have the they Ram. Have, they have the advisor, company. but then they have like the Royale, the 1926, the Glamour. I'm like, get rid of all that. I, even, I look yeah. at them. Even though I like the Royale. I don't like it. Is it is I don't it, even uh, like the name. The integrated bracelet with it. It's actually very is nice. Is that what I call it's it? Not it a they call it in Europe? A Royale, Royale with cheese. With cheese. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a metric system. Um, But the Tudor, for example, right? Like, they have a lot of, um, not copies, but, like, similar watches to, like, Oyster Perpetuals, right? Yeah. I look at them occasionally, like... What are they called? The Black Bay. They're called the whatever. (laughs) The Black Bay. I don't know. Like, I don't even... No, but they're called the Black Bay. Are they also? Oh, my God. The Black Bay 41, (laughs) the Black Bay 36. They're they're just, like, the Explorer or the... You know what we may think of? You went, oh, my God. You know, in Rick and Morty, when he built a, uh, a robot... I was like, what is my purpose? You oh. get butter. Oh, my oh God. My God. <laughs> yeah. The tutor's like a Black Bay 36. <laughs> being. Boom, Black Bay. Yeah, okay, Black Bay. I get it. I do like North Flag. That's not uh, Black Bay, is it? Discontinue. Discontinue. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You guys are crushing my world here. <laughs> yeah, but and what was funny is like, even was like, oh, the North Flag is nice. We went to the AD, you look at it, go, oh, that might be my next purchase. Two weeks after that, discontinue. Go back Jesus to the AD. Christ. It's not there anymore. Yeah. Go, fuck. There's another one, Tutor uh, something you like. The, the advisor. Advisor. Also discontinued. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the advisor was on my short list for some time. Yeah. It was the most a, complicated tutor, right? It is the um, most complicated tutor. His uh, alarm, yeah, a mechanical alarm. Can I... Uh, anyway, we went off topic. Yeah. Moderators. Yeah, but can I... Yeah, mo- moderating. Alex, uh, I'm going to get my moderating stick out. Just... Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, it's a gun. <laughs> uh, another thing that I wanted to ask you guys, this is... We kind of touched on this a little bit. So, uh, Rolex is extremely difficult to get retail. Uh, you have to wait in line, uh, wait list for years. Sometimes you have to have a relationship with an AD or you have to be a celebrity to be able to get it. It's complicated. However, if you go to the gray market or aftermarket, it is fucking easy. There's just a shit ton of Rolexes available at ridiculous prices. Yeah. So, there's no scarcity. It's fake scarcity mm-hmm. where somebody just buys them mm-hmm. out at retail and, and, and just puts them for sale at all of those like aftermarket stores, right? There's a ton of them. Any watch you want, you can buy tomorrow, but at three times the price, right? Um, do you think that it's Rolex's fault that this is happening or something else? And if something else, what is it? I think they're partly to blame. I think they need to make the ADs more responsible on how they distribute um, who gets one of the watches. I've heard of other brands try to do that. I mean, what if they went into those, into another buying model? Not like Ming, not maybe, you know, like, oh, you have 10 minutes to buy or something as such, but why isn't it they go, if you own this, you can be allowed to buy one of those. We'll make it for you. We'll source it for you. All these ADs, obviously, like we said, in the consignment, like they can call another AD. There should be ability to get you an Oyster Perpetual if you want one or date just that you want. Right. 
I'm not talking about the GMT Master 2. I'm not talking about the Daytona. Yeah. And those were always hard, but there's there's been a time you can call and say, I want a sub. And you get a fucking sub. Yeah. Give me six months. We'll get you one. Because you bought an Oyster Perpetual. Mm-hmm. Well, I was lucky enough before the pandemic. The Rolex is kind of like, you guys figure it out. That for me to get my Air King, the only purchase I had to do was my Pelagos. With the same AD, right? And that made me good enough for them to you, sell me a Rolex. But you also chose the uh, least. Unloved, right? No. But the in like my Milgos, just not the sub. And here's the thing. I'm sorry. You you did that before the pandemic. Had that happened now and you bought your Pelagos, they'd be like, I'm sorry. I don't You can't get an Air King. Screw you. The, the thing, I, I was lucky to do it before the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And today you need a huge, like, and, like we're playing quote unquote the game right now and we're all our purchases are going on, under your name. So we can create an account for all of us to get like weight enough, like enough weight to get something, right? But I do think humbly that that was the byproduct of the pandemic where the rich were bored. They're buying luxury goods online because they couldn't travel. They couldn't go to shows. They couldn't go eat. Yeah. They, and they, now they we're seeing it <laughs> correcting itself because people are like, meh, I can do other stuff now. I don't need to shop at Rolex. Yeah. Let's go buy a watch. No, let's go take a cruise. And okay. And it's not that people aren't buying, Ro- those rich people aren't buying Rolexes. Is that those people, rich people aren't buying Rolexes at the crazy premium anymore. And that is what's going to help the market correct itself. Because the guy who's trying to sell that watch for four times the MSRP, mm, sees it's not moving. Because that rich, 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 rich buyer yeah. is no longer in the market. And that's what's correcting itself. Makes sense. That's my take. That's that's what I'm observing. Makes sense. But I, I still think they, they'll over double value MSRP. Most watches from Rolex. I think that they just will come back. They just, yeah, because they just. The Oyster Perpetual will come back? Yeah, yeah, but sub Daytona's, GMT's, they'll, they'll keep it double for sure. But the Explorer should come back. Uh, the Explorer should come, should come back, back in what, in price? It should come back and even out to something reasonable it right. should but it will probably not <laughs> right right yeah um interesting and we're back it was a beer break so a last very well needed beer break always it was so it was a good discussion i think we should kind of start wrapping it up by maybe going into predictions uh what will happen Next six what will Rolex will do? What will happen with Rolex? What will happen in the market for the, the prices of those watches? And just kind of conclude and wrap it up. Um, I think Rolex is nearing the 2 million units. That's my guess. 1.7, 1.8 million a, a year of units. But they're closing it. Units of watches. Of watches. <laughs> just units. <laughs> units. So the thing is, uh, with all their lobbying and them being really keeping those numbers close to the chest, right? I think they're still going to be able to create a huge hype. And as much as they're going to go down, I don't think they're going to go $2,000 over MSRP. I this think is the ideal. This is what we want. Yeah. But I don't think that's what, what's going to happen, right? I, I still, they're gonna, still going to go double, most of them, right? Because right now my Pilagos is 100%, 112% over well, MSRP. Just to add one thing, for them to go to 2000 over MSRP, there has to be a crash, like it's not just gonna gradually go down. Like it's gonna take fifty years for this to happen. I don't agree. So that's my guess. So my guess is they're gonna go down to like I was a hundred and twenty-five percent on my Air King, for example. I'm just taking mine because now I'm you're one hundred and twenty-two, and now you're one hundred and twelve now. Oh no! I dropped two thousand dollars over the last like couple of months, right? Poor you. So for me, what I think is they're gonna go and they over uh, around the hundred percent because Rolex is. I'll give them that really good at keeping numbers to themselves and hyping the market with n- no improvement of anything besides reversing a watch and doing some small changes. They're like the apple of the watch industry right now. Hey, we just made a new watch. We give you a Jubilee instead of an Oyster bracelet. Exactly, wow. right? <laughs> so that's what I think because at the end of the year, we the population is not bright for those things. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, <laughs> just, I, I include myself in we it. Ju- we just lost... Most I include myself in it. Right? Nobody listens to us, anyways. Like, I, uh, for me, it, I have to pay MSRP or lower. That's my my thing. But because of that, I don't have the watches I want all, all the time. Well, yeah, of course. 
and there's people who have money and said, I want something right now or I want the watch I want, I was going to pay over. Not saying that it's going to go like like they had during the pandemic, but it's still going to go maybe sometime double, right? Yeah, because they probably buy that watch for a very different reason. They don't necessarily care about selling the watch after. They buy it because they want to show status or something, right? Exactly, right? And, and they have the money to do it. People so it who sign a new contract, have new business opportunity, and now there's a quick 100K comes in. Okay. Right? They're just going to buy that sub at like, 25k yeah. <laughs> right windows. so what's your take for the next six months a year rolex what's my you? i believe that the market is correcting itself i believe that during the pandemic it was the really 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 rich that were bored they couldn't travel they couldn't spend their money so they were buying the watches at very high prices i think that's done they're gonna now focus on other things so those really high sales are gonna disappear so they're gonna have to bring down the price you think it's gonna crash nope I didn't say that. I said right, correct I'm itself. asking. I think it's just going to correct itself. I think it's going to gradually come down. I think that the, the the big. I think that the next line of oyster perpetuals, without Tiffany Blue, is just going to be at maybe seven, seven and a half right. thousand, as opposed to six. I don't think it's going to be eighteen. I think that the next Explorer is going to taper off eventually. Eventually, maybe not fifty years, but I don't think it needs a crash to do that. That's my humble opinion. So how how long do you think that the correction will uh, take? Five years. Five, okay, five years. I think in five years... Okay, is fair. Year. I think that's fair. That's, that's, a, that's my assessment. 2027. And here's what I predict is going to happen with... Math. <laughs> here's what's going to happen with my relationship with Rolex. I'm close to being done. I said I gave... I already said another podcast. This year is the year. I'm giving him a chance. If I don't get a sub this year, and if I don't like it as much as I thought, I'm moving on. I'm already looking. I have a short list that constantly is evolving, but none of them, well, a lot of them are micro brands, but none of them are, are that. Chachet de Coute I have there. I have some IWC. But you're also evolving as a watch enthusiast. I'm a geek, right? as a geek, a you're watch right. geek. You know, I just like, I want some GP. I want a Ulysse Nardin. I want some crazy complex movement. I want some crazy hand finishing. I just want something different. Right. And I don't care what, it, like, I've never, and I've had a Rolex, and maybe I'll keep my Rolex, my Milgoss, because I think it's unique enough and it's cool and it's fun and, It's great, but I've never been like, oh, because you own a Rolex. It's th I'm like, dude, look at my fucking Panerai. Or now, I, I was wearing the other day, you guys saw in the group chat, I took a picture of my SKX on the Jubilee bracelet, the original. It's fucking great. I was like, that's a great fucking watch. Eh, anyways, what okay. do I know? So <laughs> That's nothing. my two cents. You know nothing, uh, Kenneth, no, no. no. Yeah. Okay, so for me, is uh, stay the same more or less for you. It's going back to somewhat better or normal. This? I thought it was Dima. I, didn't, I don't want uh, your summary. He took over. He took over. He took over. I'm very scared of uh, interrupting him. He, he took over. It's fine. I was about to ask you, Diva. What's ask. your take on that? Um, wow. <laughs> he was getting there. No, he wasn't. Look at him. I, um, <laughs> Look I, at I, him. I, I kind of, I'll meet you in the middle in the sense that I kind of agree that uh, the prices are super ridiculous right now and I think they were inspired by the pandemic uh, like Kevin was saying. Uh, I'm not sure, but again, like this is this is just fucking guesstimation. I'm not sure that the prices will ever go down to being two thousand dollars over market price. Five years is a pretty long period of time for it to kind of gradually adjust. I just think that, especially if you look historically, Rolex has been always very good at increasing their hype, right, with the year. So, like, unless they unless something happens that they really start fucking up with their marketing. I feel like that we won't see that change. I might be wrong. I think that maybe we'll go to let's say hope you are fifty sixty percent over the price for over the market price. Fifty sixty percent, I think, 50, will 60, be. I say a hundred. You say like twenty percent. That was your two K. I, I don't right? think that. No, I think it's going to be twenty thirty percent for a second hand. Yeah, that's watch. What we're, that's what we're saying for those that are willing to pay that premium. But I don't think that premium will explode to the six hundred percent. That's all right. I'm saying. Hmm. Right. Um, we'll continue to go down. Yeah. So, um, goodbye. <laughs> End of transmission. End of <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> End of transmission. Uh, we have nothing else to talk about. Done, Thank you. Done. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> so, thanks everybody for hanging on until the end and listening to our rumbling. And uh, see you next week for summer watches. Yes, yes. summertime. 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 So if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email us at bigblackclockteam at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review. There are, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. 
As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some drinks. For those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.